I'm going to speak some word here, and I'm going to exhort on some things God put in my spirit. But you mark my words right now. There's a change in the spirit realm. There's a change in the spirit realm. You know, it was about three weeks ago when y'all was in the ladies' retreat, the Lord took me out and began to show me the spirit world. And God just spoke to me right there. He said, there's a, there's a change moving right now in the spirit realm. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Get ready, church. Get ready, those of you that want to serve God, those of you that want to go on in to the things of God, those of you who want to go on in to the depth of the kingdom, get ready. God, God, God's fixing to lead you. He's fixing to take you. Oh, I feel him. 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 Hallelujah. Can you feel this? Can you feel the overshadowing of the Spirit of God? Hallelujah. Can you feel the overshadowing of the Holy Ghost? It's in here today. God is ready to take you a place you've never been. I keep telling you this, but I felt it and I heard that voice say there's a change in the spirit realm. Hallelujah. I don't know what God's doing. God don't always show us what He's doing, but you, you can rest assured there's something changing today. There was an anointing of change come in this church last night. It's still here today. It's still here today. God spoke it by prophecy and said He's been a spirit of change. Hallelujah. Spirit of change came to Sister Kathy. Hallelujah. Spirit of change is coming to us. Hallelujah. You say, well, my Bible said I'm the Lord I God and I change not. God don't change, but that don't mean that you know all there is about God. There's places in God, and there, there's depths in God that you ain't never been. God has not manifested and revealed Himself to us in His depths, but now He is. And when, and when there's a change, God will change you from the order that you're in and the path that you're on, and He will set your feet in a different path. He will set you in a different manifestation of the working of the Spirit of God, and He will begin to lead you in a place that you can become one with Him. Hallelujah. And I believe this is where God's taking us. I truly do. I believe this is where God's taking us. I, feel, I, I just feel the working of the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. Glory. Thank you, Jesus. Won't you just lift your hands and praise Him? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, worship Him. Come on, reach out to Him. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. I feel the Spirit of God working in this place. Thank you, Lord. It's not by power and it's not by might, but it's by my Spirit, saith God. It's not nothing you can do. It's God in you and through you. 
Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Jesus, I love you. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Come on, yield yourself over to the working of the Holy Ghost. Come on, yield yourself over. Let the Spirit of God take control. Let Him lead you today. Come on, set your hearts on Him, church. Set your hearts on Him, children. Thank you, Lord. Oh, I feel that deep moving of the Spirit of God. I feel that deep working of the Spirit of God in this place today. I feel that deep, deep working of the Spirit of God. Come on and reach out to Him. Come on, let the Spirit of God take control of your soul today. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Shori Ibrea Nainstiestostiara Oh, come on, church. Come on, church. Something holy and something heavenly in here. Come on, don't quench the Spirit of God. I feel it working. I feel it working, children. I feel it working. I feel it working. Come on. Come on, I feel the Spirit of God working. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. God's in His places. Show Himself strong toward His people. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I want every heart set on Him. Every heart. Every heart. 
every heart set upon him. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. That change is working. I feel it. I feel it. That change is working. Thank you, Lord. Oh, precious Jesus, holy God. Thank you, Lord. My God, I see walls coming down in the Spirit. I see healings, I see deliverance, I see walls coming down. I see doors opening and I see doors closing. Hallelujah, there's a work of the Spirit of God. Glory to the barato to 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 Come on, let every heart reach out to Him. This ain't nothing man can do. This is something God has to do. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Come on, reach to him. Come on, reach to him, children. Put yourself in his hands and let him work in you. Yes, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Oh, hallelujah.
Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Spirit of God showing itself strong to his people today. For those of you that can hear what the Spirit is speaking, you're going out of here today strong. There's a I'm telling you, there's a change in the Spirit. There's a change in the Spirit. Hallelujah. Glory. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Yes, Lord. Lord. Mm. Yes, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.
thank you, Lord. Yes, Jesus. Jesus. Hallelujah. So man lieth down and riseth not. Till the heavens be no more, they shall not awake, nor be raised out of their sleep. Oh, that thou would hide us. Oh, that thou would hide me in the grave. That thou wouldest keep me secret until thy wrath be past. That thou would appointest or wouldest appoint me a set time and remember me. For if a man dies, shall he live again. All the days of my appointed time will I wait till my change come. Thou shalt call, and I will answer thee. Thou wilt have a desire to the work of thine hands. I'm going to Romans 12. That was Job 14, and I started at, yeah, I was like 12, 13, 14, and 15. I'm going to Romans 12, verse 1. I beseech ye therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Go with me to Acts chapter 13. I thank God for the working of His Spirit, but I fear the Spirit that's in here today. You can feel the heaviness of it. You know, I don't know what it's going to take to get God's people's attention, but God has spoke time after time for people not to miss services in this church. And people still choose whether they're going to come Saturday, Sunday, Wednesday, or whether they're going to come at all. So in other words, when God speaks and tells you don't miss any services in this church and you miss them, you're telling God he don't know what he's talking about. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead and let your rebellious flesh dictate 
to you when you come to church. Go ahead. God said, get here early and pray. You're going to come in when you get ready and leave when you get ready? Go ahead. You're just rebellious in your flesh. You ain't never had any government by the Spirit of God in your life. And you walk in this road you never will have. Can you make it to heaven? Yeah, but you'll never make it into the kingdom of heaven. You'll never possess the ministry and the call that God called you for till you learn to come under subjection to the leadership of the Spirit of God. And you've got to let God lead you by the word that's spoken through leaders. Can God talk to you? Oh, yeah, but that's why God set the church in order. There's a lot of voices out there talking to people, and there ain't but one voice that's right. There ain't but one voice that's right, and everybody can't find that voice. You can't, can't find that voice. Y'all with me in Acts 13? Going to verse 37. But he whom God raised up again or raised again saw no corruption. Be it known unto you, therefore, men and brethren, that through this man is preached unto you the forgiveness of sins. For by him all that believe are justified from all things from which ye could not be justified by the law of Moses. Beware, therefore, lest that come upon you which is spoken of in the prophets. Behold, ye despisers, and wonder, and perish, for I will work a work in your days, a work which ye shall in no wise believe it, though a man declare it unto you. I'm going over to verse 45. But when the Jews saw the multitudes, they were filled with envy and spake against those things which are spoken by Paul, contradicting him and blaspheming. Then Paul and Barnabas waxed bold and said it was necessary that the word should first have been spoken to you. But seeing you put it from you and judge yourselves unworthy of everlasting life, lo, we turn to the Gentiles. Going back to 1 Samuel, 15th chapter. Verse 26, 1 Samuel 15. Samuel said unto Saul, I will not return with thee, for thou hast rejected the word of the Lord. And the Lord hath rejected thee from bringing king over Israel. 
And as Samuel turned about to go away, he laid hold upon the skirt of his mantle, and it rent. And Samuel said unto him, The Lord hath rent the kingdom of Israel from thee this day, and hath given it to a neighbor of mine, of thine, that is better than thou. Holy God. Thank you, Jesus. Righteous Lord. Glory. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. It's time for God's people to let God change you. This is a time appointed of the Lord for change to come. I don't care what you believed in the past. It's not important. God spoke to Sister Daniels a few weeks back. And she said, everybody, everybody that did not develop a prayer life and a relationship with God by the first of the year, you would not be able to withstand the forces of Satan and the powers that's fixing to come. Now, I'm not talking about just get down saying a few words and then talking a little bit in tongues. I'm talking about a real depth and relationship with God that you know the spirits in what you're doing. Because there's a lot of people, they study their Bible and they pray. My wife has a good friend. She gets up every morning, I think around 5 o'clock. She reads her Bible and she prays and she studies the Word out of the honesty of her heart because she's never been exposed to what you and I have been blessed and privileged to know. There's coming a day God's going to baptize that woman in the Holy Ghost. I've already felt it. But see, she does everything she knows to do. But there are people, they, they get up, they take their Bible, they study it, they pray. It's just all habit. All habit. Ain't no, ain't no spirit in it. Ain't nothing to it. I've heard people pray and listen to them from day to day. And their prayer is almost exactly the same. Same words. Same influence on the tongues, same influence on what they ask God. They ask God, it's like you can write it down, and they say that prayer over and over every day. Y'all know what I'm talking about. You've seen it. But this ain't, this ain't what God's talking about. God's talking about a relationship with Him. God's talking about a relationship with Him. And if I know the voice of the Lord, this thing has guided me for 42 years, Brother Stephen, and it ain't missed yet. It ain't missed. God's gave too many signs in this church. 
God's brought his worst word to pass too many times in this church and out on the evangelistic field. The Lord spoke into my spirit this morning, and he said, A time of change has come. And I'm going to tell you what God told me. I'm going to tell you exactly what God told me. I saw Samuel turn from Saul and grabbed hold of his mantle. And he said, the kingdom of God is rent from the church world this day. That's what God told me. The kingdom of God's rent from the church world. The church world as we know it, it'll never end of the enter into this. Only those that are hungry for this are fixing to enter into it. And then he took me there to uh, Paul and Barnabas in the 13th chapter of Acts. There was a place, and I think it was there, that Paul shook his raiments at people. I mean, Paul shook his raiment. And he said, the Word of God, it was necessary for the Word of God to come to some of you first. It was necessary that God reveal the Word. God revealed the Word to the Jews first, and then he turned to the Gentiles. You mark my words if I'm feeling what I'm feeling in the Spirit of God, the Word of the Lord, uh, and the kingdom's turning to the Gentiles. It's turning to those, uh, are you hearing me, that have not had an experience with God? Because uh, God's got people out there uh, that have never experienced the working of the Holy Ghost. Uh, and I'm telling you this day, the kingdom is rent uh, from the the church world. I, the knowledge they have of it, they fixing to go. I, I seen people go into darkness I, and you mark my heart. God lifts his hand off this nation. I, God lifts his hand I, of security and blessings off of the church world. I, and I'm telling you, sickness and disease, I, chaos, calamity, turmoil, I, judgment, terrorism. I, oh my God. Today, the hedge is let down. Today, you'll hear me. Today, I saw people that had a knowledge of the Word of God. I saw them go into total confusion, I saw them go into total darkness. Because the word of the kingdom was rent from them. I saw people's health begin to fail. Y'all hear me? God's taking his hand off the church world. He's taking his hand off this old order. Now's the time if you've ever sought God and cried out to Him. If you have ever humbled yourself before the hand of God and asked God to lead you into the truth and lead you into the depths of His Spirit, into the depths of His Word, it's now. You hear me? I'm telling you, families are fixing to be divided. It's going to be two against three and three against two. There's going to be a division in families because of the kingdom of God. That's what Jesus said. He said, those of ye, your enemies going to be there of your own household. Why are they going to fight against it? They're going to fight against this word and the working of God's Spirit. They're going to fight against it. But I tell you today, the judgment of God. The judgment of God. Y'all think this a bow thing's over? No, it ain't over. It ain't over. It ain't even got started good. But I can tell you this, there's a man of God in the 1900s named John Lake that was in Africa, and it was a bowlie that broke out. 
And it was him and the people under him through prayer and seeking God began to lay hands on the sick. And God delivered thousands in Africa from Ebola back at the turn of the century. It was an epidemic. It killed into the thousands. And he had them bring that virus and lay it in the palm of his hand under a microscope. And when that virus hit his hand, it began to die because he had that gift of God. Church, there's a turning. There's a change. If you will do it, if you will listen to me and get in this church, and I'm not talking about drag in here when you want to. I'm talking about get in here in prayer with the body. Get in here in prayer with the body. Worship with the body. Set under this word. Let it bring you into the working of the Spirit. There is a breaking forth of a book of Acts ministry of deliverance and revival that is going to begin to save souls. And God is going to give us favor. Watch what God does in L.A.J. Watch what God does. I got people opposing the move of God in L.A.J. Because they want good church. Because they want to hang on to their do-nothing doctrine. What have you seen your doctrine do all these years that's behind us? What have you seen it do? It ain't brought salvation to the church. It ain't brought deliverance to the body. We've not seen a book of Acts move of the Holy Ghost. I got the same thing they got in the book of Acts. Well, put up or shut up. Sorry that's straight, but put up or shut up. I don't know how many preachers I've had tell me that when I tell them they don't have it. And they tell me, well, yeah, I got it. I just got to learn how to use it. Well, how old are you in the Lord? Oh, 30, 40, 50 years. I said, slow learner, ain't you? When the Spirit of God moves and it begins to reveal itself, it don't take you no 20, 30, 40 years. Man, the Spirit of God fell on them people, and they come out of that upper room. And God began to use them. They begin to prophesy. They begin to cast out devils. They begin to speak with other tongues. They begin to be used by the gifts. And they went from house to house, breaking bread and signs and wonders. And miracles was wrought. We have not had this. We have not had this. We have not had this. But now it shall come down for you. The rain, the former, and the latter rain in the first month. I'm telling you, it's here, it's on us, it's being given to us, but we cannot be conformed to this world. But we can be renewed in the spirit of our minds if we'll let God renew us. You say, well, Brother Metter, what, what am I going to do if I step out there and dare to believe God and don't anything happen? What are you going to do if you do and God moves? You set yourself in a relationship with God. You seek God. You wait on the moving of the Spirit. And God won't let you down. God won't let you down because I'm going to tell you, there's something that moves me. 
There's something that moves me. Sister Pat, it's like something grips my soul, and I have no choice to do what I'm doing. Something just grabs hold of my spirit. I feel the presence of God come over me. And next thing, whatever God told me to do, I'm doing it. Whether prophesying it, laying hands on somebody, speaking it, I'm doing it. Why? I am moving in the spirit. I am being led by the spirit of God. What is in me has been brought alive. The word in me has been brought alive. You've got the word in you. The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. It is nigh unto thee. It is in thy mouth. It is in thy heart. Let the Spirit of God bring it alive. Jesus said, the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. Let it come alive. Let it come alive. See, we've sat in deadness so long, and we've been told God's going to move so long, we're afraid to act. As long as you don't act in your flesh, God's going to move. God's going to move. And God might even honor your sincerity. If you move a little bit out of order. But I'm going to tell you something. If you wait on the Spirit of God, you won't get out of order. Because when this thing gets me, I have no control. I have no control. Y'all say, that's crazy. No, you don't understand. When the Spirit of God really takes control of you, you have no control. You have no control in your flesh. You have no control. And the Spirit of God uh, can deal with you and, and move on you to do something. And if you're not in that place where you're in a relationship with God and you're praying uh, and you're sensitive to the Spirit, you may sit there and wrestle back and forth. Uh, you may wrestle back and forth and say, well, is this God or is it not? Is this God uh, or is it not? And your flesh pulls one way and your spirit pulls the other. Uh, and your flesh pulls one way uh, and your spirit man pulls the other. Uh, but when you are in a relationship with God uh, in prayer, when you are in a relationship with God in prayer, it's just like something will reach out and take a hold of you and you move before you realize what has happened. You move before you realize why you are living in the Spirit and you are being led by the Spirit. And they that are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Hallelujah. God's beginning to plant a seed of sonship in you. While the revealing of the Son of Man, while the revealing of the Son of Man is being brought forth, the seed of the Son of God, Hallelujah, is beginning to grow. The whole time Moses and the children of Israel was when the wilderness, the generation to possess the promise was being born. It was being born. It was being born. We might. Hallelujah. We may be moving into the revealing of the Son of Man, but inside of sons of God's ministry is being born. Don't find yourself in the place you're going to die in doctrine. You're going to die in tradition. You're going to die in the wilderness, because I'm telling you, the doctrine that's in people right now is going to take them in the darkness. You're going to be groping spiritually. Trying to get somebody to reveal something to you. Because you rejected the word of the Lord and wouldn't hearken to his voice. 
And the light that was in, they went to darkness. You said, it won't happen. Yeah, it will. It's God's Word. It's God's Word. Is that not what Jesus said? He said, if the light that it in thee and single, and I can talk to thee, and I can lead thee singly, I can lead thee in the right path. I can lead thee. Give me just a little bit of light on my mains. And I can lead thee. He said, great is that light. But if the light that is in thee be darkness, that word darkness means spiritual ignorance. Well, I ain't spiritually ignorant. I understand the Word of God. You understand what you understand. But what God's revealing, people don't understand. They don't understand. There's people sitting right here. You cannot see the difference between the revealing of the Son of Man and the manifested sons of God. Big difference. Big difference. Big difference. We've always been taught that living as Jesus lived on this earth was the manifested sons of God. Nope, wrong. 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 Living as Jesus lived on this earth, which I believe we will do right here, is the revealing of the Son of Man. Because while He walked this earth, He called Himself the Son of Man. While He walked this earth, He was the Son of Man. You telling me he wasn't the son of God? Oh, yeah, he was birthed by the Spirit of God, but he was not walking in the authority of the, the dominion of the sonship. If Jesus Christ had had the fullness of God living in him, he would have been immortal and eternal while he walked this earth, and he was not. He was not. Because the Bible will plainly tell you the kingdom of God is the dominion and authority you listen to me, when you possess it, it, it is the full dominion and authority over everything. Y'all following me? And it will tell you flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. You may walk in the authority of it, you may walk in the dominion of it, but when you inherit it, when you are changed from corruption to incorruption, when you are changed from mortal to immortal, are you hearing me? You become eternal. You become eternal. And Jesus Christ was not eternal. He was not immortal. He was not incorruptible while he walked this earth. He was corruptible flesh. That's the reason David spoke and said, Thou will not suffer thy holy one to see corruption, neither will I leave my soul in hell. So if he had been incorruptible and immortal, he'd have had nothing to worry about. But he put his hope in that word. Are y'all hearing me? He said, my flesh shall rest in hope because of what you've said. Because thou will not leave my soul in hell, neither will I suffer thy holy one to see corruption. And let me tell you something. On that third day, he come out. I said, he come up and he come out. Are you hearing me? He come up and he come out. He didn't raise the fourth day. He rose the third day. He rose the third day. Because the fourth day, according to John 11, when Lazarus died, after three days, the flesh begins to see corruption. Uh, after three days, the body begins to rot. Uh, are you hearing me? Because uh, I don't remember this. Mary or Martha said to him when Jesus said, move the stone. Uh, she said, oh, my Lord, this is four days. Uh, by this time, his flesh is rotten. Uh, it stinketh. Are you all hearing me? Uh, but he said, thou will not suffer. Uh, thou holy one to see corruption. Uh, nothing about Jesus' body begin to rot. Why? He come out the morning of the third day. Ask me why I went there. 
Well, Brother Matter, don't you know the Scripture says that as Jonah was three days and three nights in the whale's belly, so shall the Son of Man be in the heart of the earth. Yet it said he'd be in the heart of the earth. He didn't say he'd be in hell. And said he would go preach to the souls that were in prison. Somebody tell me where you get out of get a get out of hell free card. Jesus never preached to the souls in hell. He preached to the souls in prison by his spirit after his resurrection. And he did go down there three days and three nights. He was in the heart of the earth three days and three nights preaching to those that did not have a law to govern them from the time that Adam sinned to the time of Moses. Are you hearing me? The Bible said death reigned from Adam uh, until Moses. There was those that was kept in captivity uh, that did not have nothing to govern them and guide them. Uh, and when Jesus went down and preached to them, they had the opportunity uh, to accept or reject just like you do today. Uh, just like you do sitting here and listening to this word. Uh, you have an opportunity to receive Christ. Uh, and you have an opportunity to reject Christ. Uh, you have an opportunity to receive this doctrine uh, or reject this doctrine. But I'm telling you, uh, to those of us that are set our heart to seek God, uh, there is a change in the spirit today. Uh, and Paul said, because uh, it was necessary that I preach uh, the word of God to you first. Uh, and now, because ye have rejected uh, the word of the Lord, the word of the Lord will reject thee, uh, and I turn uh, and I go to the Gentiles. Oh, I'm going to see some revivals. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Y'all may have to do without you, Pastor, two or three weeks at a time as God speaks to me. But there'll be somebody here to lead you. There'll be somebody here to govern. There'll be somebody here led by the Spirit of God. But I feel to be My God, I feel great revivals in Japan, in Australia, in the Philippines. I feel great revivals in that part of the God, the world. I feel great revivals. Oh, New Zealand shall be rocked uh, with a great Holy Ghost revival uh, as a sign. Uh, New Zealand's going to be rocked with a great earthquake. Uh, that part of the uh, the world over there, uh, seven and a half, eight, eight and a half, and nine points, uh, fixing the rock up through Japan, down through the Philippines, uh, Korea, uh, North Korea shall be hit uh, with a major earthquake, uh, thus saith the Lord, uh, my hand has reached down and shake, uh, and I will rise terribly uh, to shake the earth, uh, for the day of the visitation uh, of my spirit has come, uh, and I God have ordered a change. Let God change your minds. Let God renew you in the spirit of your mind. Let God renew you. Let God renew you in the spirit of your mind. Let God renew you in the spirit of your mind. Be not conformed to this world. God didn't call you to be conformed to this world. He called you uh, to be conformed to the image of his dear son. Uh, and, he, and Paul said, my little children, uh, of whom I travail in birth again. Uh, my God, it's time to get in travail and pray uh, for souls to be saved and for us to change. Uh, it's time for God to bring in a spirit of travail uh, upon us. Give your 
yourself the prayer. Quit running yourself all day long with the natural things of this life and coming in and being too tired to pray. I just listened to a prophecy a year ago. God said, give me, give yourself to me 30 to 45 minutes of an evening to prayer, to Bible study as a family, to prayer as a family. Seek me as a family. And we've hardened our hearts to the Word of God. We've stiffened our necks and we're not listening. And I'm telling you, if we don't let God get our attention, it's fixing to cost us. It's fixing to cost us. We're too busy with things in the flesh. Spend hours doing things that don't amount to anything. Hours doing things that does not profit your spiritual man. And then we'll fuss and gripe and complain to God, God, why ain't you moving? Because you ain't entered into relationship with Him. You ain't presented yourself a living sacrifice. You ain't said, God, here I am. Come live in me. Come walk in me. Reveal yourself in me. I'm telling you, though, my own. Hallelujah. There is a people that do know their God. And they shall be strong and do exploits. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I feel about written like yai yai asusi ishwei chibi oto. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Holy God, righteous King. Hallelujah. Sister Pat, I feel what God done in you last night brought you into a oneness of the Spirit with what I'm ministering. And I'm telling you, there's a brand new revelation of the Word of God. When you sit down and begin to minister, all these things you've wrestled over, fought to understand, all these things that you've wanted to understand, and it's like those scales on your eyes. You would question, you would talk to people, you would ask, you would pray, but now the skista, I'm telling you, the veil's rent. The veil's rent, and the way into the holiest of holies is made plain. And you're going in, you're going in. You're going into the holy of holies. You're going into the very presence of God. You're going in for a new and living way has been consecrated hallelujah and that is through the veil which is to say his flesh and his flesh was the son of man but his spirit was the son of God there's a way being made through his flesh his flesh is the son of man being revealed his flesh is the son of man being revealed hallelujah he said I've consecrated a new and a living way hallelujah that is to say through my flesh Flesh. The flesh part of him was the Son of Man. The spirit part of him is the Son of God. The Son of Man's on this side of the veil. The Son of God's on that side of the veil. Oh, hallelujah. There's a veil has separated God's people in wisdom and knowledge and understanding from the holiest of holies. It's rent this day. It's rent this day. That's the saith the Lord. Telling you, I feel this by the Spirit of God. I feel this by the Shiakre Ekro Sikre Ekra. Y'all think I'm crazy? I see one, two, three, four, five. I see seven plane crashes. Seven plane crashes. And I'm talking about they're going to go in succession. 
I don't know how quick they're going to crash one behind the other, but I see seven of them going down. Seven of them. Seven of them. If I speak the truth by the Spirit of God, if I speak the truth by the Word of God, if your spirit bears witness to what's being spoken in here, you're going to know God fix them bear this sign. This ain't no time to tarry. This ain't no time to wait. This ain't no time to pull back. This ain't no time to say, well, I'll just wait and see. Go ahead. Because you can miss. You can miss. The very thing that caused the Jews to reject the gospel was they couldn't turn loose a tradition. Couldn't turn loose of it. That's what got Paul in all the trouble that he was in. Is he would not preach circumcision as part of the gospel of Christ. He wouldn't preach it. He stood against it. He stood against it. That's what got him in trouble. That's why he caused a turmoil. His doctrine and his teachings is what caused a turmoil everywhere he went. Everywhere he went. Fix and suffer for the name of Jesus, children, if you stand for the truth. I'm going to tell you, this junk that people are preaching that ain't no threat to the devil, the devil ain't going to fight it. I've had people tell me, I didn't fight no spirits because I come to your church. You know why? The devil wasn't afraid of you. Now that you're getting a hold of something, the devil's afraid of you. The devil's afraid of you. Can you imagine walking in a realm where Satan fears? For you to get out of bed of a morning. Can y'all imagine that? Can y'all imagine walking in a realm with God? When you wake up and your feet hit the floor, Satan says, Oh my God, she's awake. That's what I'm telling you. 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 But see, you can't do this your way. Just a little bit on my mains. Y'all can't do this your way. You got to do it God's way. Get upset with me if you want to. You're going to have to get in here and pray. Every service you can be here, you need to be here. You need to be here early enough to pray if you can. Set your heart to seek God. Y'all want to serve God? Stop your fornication. Plain and simple. It's against God's Word, it's outside of God's blessings. God won't bless you if you do it. You hear me? You got line, you, you make a choice to live by God's word. You got to live by God's word. They ain't no. Well, I'll take this and I'll reject that and I'll take this and I'm gonna do that and I'll take this and now you live by God's word. You live by God's word. Amen. Brother Matter, really? Yeah. Let me tell you something. I gave my heart to the Lord Andrew when I was 19 years old. I got married at 29, and my wife was the first woman I was with. I kept myself for those 10 years. You hear me? I could have served the devil and got out there and committed fornication, but I kept myself 10 solid years. Don't tell me you can't do it. You can do it if you want to. If you want to be a vessel chosen of God, if you want to be a vessel set aside that God will bless you hear me? You can do it if you want to. But you got to have the want to. 
And I'm going to tell you something. The Spirit of Christ will give you the want to. It'll give you the want to. Amen. If this was easy, anybody could do it. But if I be a servant of the Lord, there's been a change in the Spirit today. I saw the gospel of Jesus Christ and the kingdom turn and go to the Gentiles. I saw the kingdom. I heard the voice of the Lord speak to me. And he said, the kingdom is rent from the denominal church. It's rent from the church world today. And it's given to the people that are hungry to seek God. It's given to them. It's given to them. People are going to go right on singing and shouting and prophesying and talking in tongues. They may have a few healings. They may have a miracle here and there. They're going to go right on doing that, that old order. Most of them will go to heaven, but they'll never possess the kingdom of heaven. So the kingdom of heaven's a different path. Kingdom of heaven's a different path. Jesus said, straight is the gate, and there is the way that leadeth unto life. He wasn't talking about going to heaven. He was talking about entering into the kingdom of heaven. He said, wide is the gate and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. He wasn't talking about going to hell. He was talking about missing the kingdom. He was talking about missing the kingdom. When you come to the knowledge of the kingdom of God and you start reading the Bible, it reads completely different. It reads completely different. Because everywhere the church talked about heaven, Jesus was talking about the kingdom of heaven in a lot of places. Do I believe in heaven? Oh, yes, I do. There's a place called heaven, but it's not the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of heaven is going to be right here. It's going to be right here. They come to him, and, and I think it was in Luke 17, and he had talked so much about the kingdom of heaven. They said, where is it? Show it to us. Where is it? He said, you can't say low here or low there, for the kingdom of heaven is within men. Is that what the Word says? And we're moving into that place that as we walk in the leadership of the Holy Ghost and be led by the Spirit of God, that you better watch what you say. Lord told me several weeks back, He said, Your words will become weighty and powerful. And the Lord began to deal with me. He said, I'm fixing to put the word in my people's mouth. He said, They're going to speak it, and I'm going to honor it. You abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall what? And it shall what? Be done unto you. Why? Because if the word's in you and you're in the word and you're abiding in the word and the word's abiding in you, you're abiding in the spirit. You're abiding in the spirit. Amen. You're abiding in the spirit. You're abiding in the spirit. If we're going to live in the spirit, let us do what? Walk in the spirit. The word walk, walk means to occupy things pertaining to. So if you're going to live in the Spirit, then you've got to occupy things that pertain to the Spirit. For the Lord has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Y'all know what a sound mind is? Discipline. I've taught you enough. Y'all to know it's a disciplined mind. See, people don't want to discipline themselves in anything, anything today. We don't want to discipline ourselves to fast, to pray. We don't want to discipline ourselves to crucify our flesh. Self-denial is not just fasting. Self-denial is refusing to let your flesh have control of your mind and your body. It's refusing to walk in the works of the flesh. It's refusing to do what's against God's Word. 
That's when you crucify your flesh. You tell your flesh no. And then your flesh will come back in a few minutes and it'll try to coax you. And y'all ever had your flesh coax you to do what God, uh, go against what God was telling you? You know what you need to ask your flesh? What part of no don't you understand? Flesh, what part of no don't you understand? Because y'all will tell y'all's flesh no, 30 minutes later you're wavering. I know I've been there. I've been there. And I've told my flesh there was things I was not going to do. And I did it anyhow. Y'all do too. That's where Paul said the things that I would not, that I do. Amen. Things I would not, that I wind up doing. Amen. Because God knows we're flesh. But He knows if you'll allow the Spirit of God, it'll govern your flesh. Any of y'all know what a govern, governor is on a motor? Especially these big rigs out here. They'll put governors on them. They won't go over 60, 65 mile an hour. I mean, they got the potential to do 100, 115, 120. And companies will put a governor on them. And they'll govern them to where they will not go. I mean, going downhill with a strong wind behind them, they won't hit 65 mile an hour. You know why they reach a certain speed? That motor reaches a certain RPM, that governor cuts it down. It chokes that fuel. It keeps that motor from it just starts shutting it down. And it can only go a certain speed. We need God to govern us. We need God to govern us. But if you don't let the Spirit of God govern you, if you don't get to that place that you understand a sound mind is a governed mind. It's a disciplined mind. Amen. If we're going to live in the Spirit, we're going to be governed by the Spirit. We're going to be governed by the Spirit. And if you don't want to be governed by the Spirit, it's your choice. But don't expect God to bless you and prosper you and move for you when you refuse to be governed by the Spirit of God. Don't do it. The blessings of God go with obedience. They go with obedience. Amen. They go with obedience. And you know, I have people come to me and they talk to me all the time and they tell me things. And sometimes I just have to tell people, I said, just shh. I don't need you telling me things. Because if God starts talking to me and you're telling me things, then I've got to get in prayer and weigh the two out. Because I'm not going to minister to somebody because of your loose lips. I can't. I can't afford to do that. Because I've seen other ministers minister by somebody's loose lips and they missed it. They missed it. You've got to be led by the Spirit of God got to be led. Amen. Got to be led.
got to be led. Amen. Be very careful. You hear me? Be very, very careful. <laughs> the devil would love to have you and sit you as weak. But you can rest assured of one thing. Your pastor's praying for you. So you be very, very careful. Hallelujah. I mean, it's kind of like getting our driver's license when we come of age. People can't wait to get behind the wheel and see how fast the car will go. You don't need that attitude. If you got that attitude, you don't need to drive. You serious? You don't need to drive. Because you're going to get behind the wheel of a car and see how fast it'll go and what it'll do. Nine times out of ten, you're going to have a wreck. You're going to hurt yourself. You're going to hurt somebody or kill somebody. Because there's no government. You've got to learn to drive and maneuver an automobile before you can see how fast it'll go. We just want to see how fast it'll go. It ain't the speed that's going to hurt you. It's that sudden stop. I'm serious. It ain't growing in God that's going to hurt you. It's letting God govern you because if God don't govern you somewhere, you're going to hit a sudden stop. You're going to hit a sudden stop. Amen. Is God making sense to y'all today? God has turned us. Our appointed time of change has come. It's here. It's in this service today. But see, if I stand here, and as I've stood here before, and different ministers have come into this church that didn't know what has been spoken and said, don't miss the services in this church unless you have to. Don't miss. Don't miss. Don't miss. And people continually miss services. And I know some of us have to because of obligations and work. If you don't have to, don't have to. And I'm asking you today, don't miss services in this church if you don't have to because there's something happening. You may not see what God's doing on the outside, but there's something happening on the inside. There's something happening in God's people. Amen. There's something happening. And you need to check your surroundings. You need to be sure that things of God surround you. You need to be sure things of God surround you. You need to watch who you're spending your time with, who you're fellowshipping with, what you're letting go in your ears, what's going in your spirit, what you're putting before your eyes. Because if you really want to serve God, what's going in you, Somewhere you're going to have to get it out. Because there ain't room for it and the Spirit of God in there at the same time. It's not there. And I know people young in the Lord don't understand. That's why I try to explain these things. But I think I'm going to 1 Timothy. And I'm fixing to close. I feel like the Spirit of God's had its way in this place today. Go to 1 Timothy, the fourth chapter. And I had that weighing out in me, whether I was going to preach this word or whether the Spirit of the Lord was going to speak the prophecy. Because I sure could feel that spirit of prophecy today. But I felt like it was better for the Spirit of God to govern me back and exhort on this like He did. Because a lot of times in prophecy, we miss things. So I'm in 1 Timothy. 
fourth chapter. Y'all there with me? Thirteenth verse. Till I come, give attendance to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. Neglect not the gift that is in thee, which was given thee by the prophecy with the laying on of the hands of the presbyter. That means the governing body of the church. Meditate. Does anybody know what meditate means? I mean, what goes on between that gourd that's got two ears tied on the side of it? The thought process. What you allow to travel through your spirit. Meditate upon these things. Give thyself wholly. That means completely to them. Give yourself completely to what? Reading, exhortation, and the doctrine. Meditate on reading. Meditate on exhortation. Meditate on doctrine. Meditate on the fact that God has placed a gift in you through the laying on of hands of the presbyter. And you need to be meditating and let God begin to teach you and school you in how to use that gift. Meditate upon these things, give thyself wholly to them, that thy profiting or thy growth or how God can profit by you being yielded to the working of the Spirit of God and He can use you and people can see that you're profitable, you can be used, that thy profiting may appear unto all. Do you know when Paul got ready to go visit the churches again. I think first time he went he had Barnabas with him. And he took John Mark with him and they got out there and started facing some rough times. John Mark packed up and went home. And when Paul got ready to go back, he asked Barnabas to go. And Barnabas said, well, I'll go, but I won't take John Mark. Paul said, I don't want John Mark. So Paul and Barnabas split. And they said the contention between them was great, but they didn't go off and fight one another. Paul chose Barnabas. Took Bar- I mean Silas. Took Silas with him. And Barnabas took John Mark. See, there was a time when John Mark was not profitable to what Paul wanted to do being led by the Spirit of God. But then in another place later on in the book of Acts, he said, bring John Mark, for he is profitable unto me for the ministry. So there came a day that change worked in John Mark. You've got to let change work in you. And here Paul's given instruction. He said, meditate on these things. Because there's going to come a day if you'll stay faithful you're going to become profitable. You're going to become profitable. And people are going to see what God's working in you and doing through you. You may have to, you know, when David went out to visit his brothers in the army, there was times he went out there and all he'd done was carry bread and cheese. 
You may have to go through a time all you do is carry bread and cheese, but then there's going to come a time you're going to get to fight the enemy. Amen. You don't want to get out there too quick. You don't want to get out there before you're ready. You don't want to shout too soon. Amen. You don't want to shout too soon. And I'm doing my best to be led by the Spirit of God with you children and, and, and guide you as God orders my steps. That's the reason I'm very careful and I'm very prayerful because I know the kingdom's at hand. We're going to step in this thing. God's going to use us in this kingdom. And in some way, we're going to possess it. While we're walking in this revealing of the Son of Man, the Son of God's growing in here. I said, He's growing in here. Amen. That's the reason you're going to find. You ain't going to be able to operate in this old order. Can't do it. Can't do it. Can't do it. I was raised up in it. I was raised up in it. You hear me? I spent 20 years coming up in church. And then even, I'd say, 8, 10 years after I was saved, there was a lot of things that I had to let God purge out of me. Still things God's purging out of me. 42 years later, there's still things God's purging out of me. But the reason I fasted and prayed so much, I was hungry for God to have the real. I was hungry for God to have the real. And God put me in some of these fasts for you. Not for me, for you. To demonstrate and to show you a new and a living way that you can possess. You can possess this. You can possess this. Hallelujah. Thank God the trials He put you through, Sister Kathy, and the day He led you to that church in Calhoun that God so turned your life around. Thank God the day God led you here over that New Year's Eve meeting, the Spirit of God fell on you, and you laid in that aisle and wept before the Lord. Thank God for it. Thank God for the heartache and the sorrow. Thank God for the breaking down. Thank God for what He's put us through. Because if He tears you, He'll heal you. If He smites you, He'll bind you up. Amen. He ain't going to come to us. He's going to come to us. He's going to revive us. Third day, He's going to raise us up. I tell you, we're getting close to that third day. Amen. We're getting close to that third day. We appreciate the Lord today. Let me finish up with this. Because I feel the Spirit moving in a different direction. I'm in verse 15. Meditate upon these things. Give thyself wholly to them, that thy profiting may appear to all. Take heed unto thyselves. That means be careful. And unto the doctrine. Continue in them, for in doing this thou shalt both save thyself and them that hear thee. Better pay attention what doctrine goes in you. Better pay attention what you put in your spirit. You know why people stay in such confusion, such turmoil, and they don't know what to follow? They listen to too many voices. And if y'all like this stuff on TV, you have at it. I ain't going to waste my time watching. 
to me, there ain't nothing on there that's real. Ain't nothing on there that's real. Ain't nothing on there that teaches a relationship with God and a dedication. So you go ahead and listen to it, and you go ahead and follow it, and you'll find out you're eating death. Because the Lord told me there's death in the pot. There's death in the pot. When I was preaching down in uh, Savannah and Twin City when I was down there in September, the Lord told me, he said, a lot of this they preach is the spirit of the Antichrist to draw opposition and confusion against the truth. I could not take the Spirit of God that's in this church, the Word of God that's in this church, and preach in every nominal church. They will not receive it. And that shows you that 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 opposes Christ is the Spirit of Antichrist. So you need to you need to quit mixing and mingling because you find yourself eating death. Amen. You find yourself eating death. Oh, it looks good on the surface. A lot of this stuff sounds good. But when you get down to what's behind it, when you get down to all the operations of these ministries and all the money that changes hands, and these preachers won't go unless they're, some of them won't go unless they're guaranteed ten, fifteen thousand dollars. I mean, go preach at a church. That's against the word. The Lord said, "You go without price." I remember, Sister Daniels told me a minister called her up. It's been several years back. He said, I'd like to come for a revival at your church. She said, okay, I'll pray about it. And he said, no, this is what i got to have if I come. I think it's something like a guaranteed amount of $2,500 a night. All his motel and eats and dry cleaning for him. And I think he had seven or eight people he was bringing with him. Uh-huh. And he wanted all their needs met financially. He wanted their salaries paid paid and she got to figuring that my God she said it's going to be like something like $5,000 a night and he listed that list off and said if you can't meet these needs he said I can't come she said well I don't guess you can come then because she said the Bible plainly says you buy the truth and sell it not you don't put a price on the gospel you don't put a price on the gospel amen you don't put a price on it. I went in churches and preached and give the preachers the offerings. I have. Right now, our going to L.A.J. is a, it's a giveaway. Because it's not even meeting the needs. Not even paying the gas. I mean, I can have 15, 20, 30 people. Every now and then we'll get a good offering. Most of it won't even put the gas in the car. But I know what God told me about it. I'm going to dig it out. The people up there that's getting involved in it are going to dig it out. You people right here at this church, you're going to help me dig it out. You're going to help me dig it out. Because I believe the burden for it is fixing to fall on me. You're going to help me dig it out. I do. I believe that. Because God told me what was up there. God told me to get in there and fight it out. Y'all hearing me? 